This is Unstoppable with Zen Honeycutt, Episode 9, The Real Crisis. We have many crises on our hands at the moment. We have the spreading of the coronavirus, which many believe to be an urgent situation. Some believe it not to be, not more than much of the common cold. But to our elderly, it could perhaps be a true crisis. People with immune systems that are compromised and also a crisis of our economy. So we are looking at a situation which is having lines around the block at Costco. Uh, you know, the toilet paper and hand sanitizer depleted. I don't know if that's really a crisis, but we are having a situation around the world where people are quarantining themselves and are urgently concerned about reducing travel and exposure to crowds. And to many, that is a real crisis. We have the crisis of 4-5G dense deployment, which I've been talking about now for a few weeks. This is an urgent crisis of an infiltration of our towns and our cities and an assault on our nervous systems and our bodies and our health and our freedom because these 4-5G small cells are being deployed in a, in a dense manner within 500 feet apart, maybe even closer in some towns on every light pole, 10 feet, 25 feet from our homes. And currently the only real way to stop them right now is to delay them. And I say this with utmost urgency. You must, must, must have in your clause, in your a clause in your ordinance, which makes it clear that any approvals that your city makes of small cell facilities, you know, they call them WTFs, wireless telecommunication facility approvals or you know, construction and operation, must include a clause that they can be voided with any new regulation changes, you know, whether they be state or federal, because there are two bills which could either nullify uh, the FCC, which would nullify the FCC regulations, the guidelines based on uh, 1991, 96 around that area, or, um, and not or, and restore, restore local control. There are two bills out right now, and H.R. Uh, 530 and S2012. And there are three lawsuits, lawsuits which could also uh, come around and basically do the same. So we have a crisis of telecom companies forcing their technology on our cities and towns, which has caused harm and is causing harm, and cities are suing. And people not even knowing that they can do something about this. We have the crisis of health freedom in our country, with Connecticut being under attack, uh, Virginia as well. California has already lost basically a not only their religious freedoms, but their medical personal beliefs, and for the most part, their medical exemptions from parents choosing whether or not to vaccinate their children. 
And I understand many people may think that in this day and age with things like the coronavirus going around and scaring the heck out of everybody, that everybody should have to get vaccinated. But but before you make that type of decision, um, which is quote unquote for the greater good, please do your due diligence and look into what the ingredients in vaccines are and what type of harm they can cause. And the amount of vaccines which children in the United States are currently being forced to undertake versus the amount of vaccines that you, if you're, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, the amount of vaccines that you were, uh, you were not forced to have, but you, you had when you were a child. There is a huge difference, folks, huge difference. And we do have a crisis of vaccine damage in our country and in some cases around the world due to the ingredients, the current ingredients, the contaminants that are in vaccines, which I mean ingredients and contaminants because we've found glyphosate to be in vaccines and also the amount of uh, vaccines that children are being administered. There is a crisis of vaccine damage. We also have a crisis of the the contamination of our food supply from genetically modified organisms and pesticides and herbicides. And this is what Moms Across America has primarily been focused on the past seven years. We continue to focus on that. However, right now we've also taken on 4-5G deployment. And uh, it's a both of them are extremely big deal. What we've found, however, is that, you know, for the most part, we can choose to eat organic if we can afford it. Um, we still fight for the right for everyone to have access to organic food. However, with the 5G situation, it's very urgent because people are having these poles put up 65 feet from their homes and they're experiencing a burning sensation on their skin when they sleep. And they're realizing that they are being subjected to constant microwave radi- radiation that has been caught, shown to cause harm. There's been over 10,000 studies that organizations like WeAreTheEvidence.org have tracked and um, studies as early as 1960s, 1906 actually, there was an island where um, gentlemen, I don't, I don't have my notes right now, but a gentleman did a, a radio frequency test on the bees and 90% of the bees died so we know that these these radio frequencies are impacting bees and they impact all forms of life. And we've known this for many, many years. No big surprise. So what does that lead to besides, okay, so we've got, if we've got loss of bees, where every third bite of food depends on bees, right? And we've got, so we have a crisis of uh, food supply, availability of food, um, with the impact of GMOs and pesticides on our soil, we also have a crisis of soil quality and the ability to produce food, whether or not even we had bees in the next decade or so. We have that crisis of personal freedoms and personal injury happening due to the toxins and the amount of vaccines that our children are being subjected to. Uh, 5G, you know, radio frequencies, microwave frequencies which are radiating our children and families. And uh, 
the spreading of, you know, viruses. So if you're stressed out, you are not alone. There is a lot going on right now. And I'm, you know, you're no dummy to probably anything I've just said. So we need to look at what is the real crisis here? What is the, not to say any of those that I just said aren't a crisis, but the real overall overarching crisis, what is really going on here? And what is it that we can do about all of these in one fell swoop? Well, the real crisis, folks, in my opinion, is a crisis of trust. We have lost the trust in our FDA, our EPA, our FCC, our HSS, the health, uh, HHS, the Health and Human Services, our CDC, all of these regulatory agencies have been captured in one form or another by corporations. And we no longer trust that these regulatory agencies who are obligated and paid by our taxpayer dollars, we get up and work every day and pay taxes so that these agencies will do their jobs. And they're not. They are failing us tragically, completely, and utterly. And they're not protecting the American people from the profiteering corporations that simply, as I mentioned, want to make more money. They want to profit. They're not protecting us from their products and services, which harm us and the water and the animals and the birds and the insects. So we we have a crisis on our hands of corporate, not just trust, but we don't trust our regulatory agencies and our government now because the corporations have infiltrated our our society and we no longer have a democracy we have a corporatocracy that's the fact right now that's what's happening and no matter what side of the of a political party that you are on uh, you can see examples on both sides you know, one example is Bill Clinton deregulating genetically modified foods, um, also deregulating the um, telecommunications services in 1996, signing a bill to allow, you know, tele- telecom companies to come into towns and counties and not face any um, pushback from these towns or counties. They're, they're able to install what they want, where they want or else the town or the county can face um, lawsuits. Hasn't happened yet, but the towns and the counties are capitulating. I just heard this past Friday that Lake Forest went ahead and approved to have these small cells 20 feet from people's homes. And this is because the city council members are saying, well, we our hands are tied. That's what we're hearing all across the country, right, folks? Our hands are tied. Our hands are tied. This is what we have to do. Our hands are not tied, folks. They're only tied if you think they're tied. To quote my a pastor that gave a sermon a few weeks ago, we need to stop gaming the status quo and make our own damn rules. We need to stop saying, okay, 
you can put these towers in, but instead of 25 feet from my house, I want them 100 feet. That's gaming their, their game. That's playing their game. That's the status quo. It's accepting the status quo and saying, it's okay. Go ahead and put these things in. Just put them a little bit further from my home. No, they'll just turn the power up. They'll just increase the intensity if it's a little further away from your home. We need to make our own damn rules, folks, and say not in my town, not in my, not just not in my residential area, but not in my town. We need to have fiber optics underground. Take a stand for underground and delay this process of approving any applications for another six months at least, another year. We must delay any approvals. Make up our own rules here, folks. We must delay any approvals of any small cell deployment, dense deployment in our towns until after these lawsuits and these bills have been resolved because the, all, of, all of the rules may change. And, that's, and telecom knows this, and that's why they're pushing so hard right now. That's why they're going to your city council today and tomorrow and this week. And they've already been to cities all across the country, and they've already gotten approvals over the past few weeks. We're in an urgent situation. They are pushing right now to have these small cells 10, 25 feet from your bedrooms. And once that happens, folks, you cannot turn this off. So there is an urgent matter at hand, especially with this 4 slash 5G. And we need you to send emails and letters right now to your city council. Ask them what the ordinance is. Inform them of these lawsuits. And um, so one is in Circuit 9 in California. One is headed up by EH Trust, which is Environmental Health Trust, and one is headed up by Children's Health Defense, and they're all against the FCC. So you can Google those and look them up and provide links to your city council members. And the bills are HR 530 and S2012, S2012. So... I'm already starting to talk about what to do about it, but we want to, we want to address that. Okay. How do we restore trust in regulatory agencies of which, you know, we're not a part of, how do we have them do their jobs again? How do we restore trust in our country when most of us have lost all hope or faith in them? Well, we cannot do their jobs for them. Right, and we we cannot control the members of the FDA and FCC and and all of that, um, you know, immediately on a on a daily basis. We can do many things to pressure them. We can do many things to send messages. For instance, when Moms Across America had ten thousand moms call the EPA in three days, that that sent a very strong message. Did they end up changing, you know, their regulations right away? No, they did not. We can send a strong message, though, and we must continue to pressure these agencies to let them know that they are accountable. And there might be a possibility that there are people still in these agencies that might do something. However, they're not going to be as likely to be able to do something, especially with this current administration. 
Now, I know that I have supporters through Moms Across America on both sides. I have, and, and personally, I have very dear friends that are Trump supporters and very dear friends that are, uh, you know, Democrats. And on both sides, folks, those dear friends are really pissed off at their parties. They are really upset at their, at the president, at the current administration, at the Democratic Party. There is a whole lot of crisis of trust going on in our, our uh, prospective parties as well. And that's warranted, right? There's, that is warranted. Both parties have really upset me as well. And we must focus on not the parties, but we mu- there must be a paradigm shift in politics in order to restore trust in our current government. We must elect someone to office who is not funded by big ag, big oil, big pharma, and I must add in now big tech, right? Big telecom. And I'm sure there's other some bigs out there that I've missed, okay? But um, but big corporations. And and here's why: because if your candidate is funded, no matter which party they're from, big ag, big oil, big pharma, big tech, they are already bought. Their ability to make decisions based on your best interests, the health of your future, of your your generation and future generations, is already compromised. Any candidate from both sides that's receiving funding, funding, for example, from big pharma, is going to be influenced to mandate vaccines all across the country federally. They are. Now, there might be some candidates that uh, say that they are against that but won't do anything about it uh, on both, in both hands, meaning they might be for vaccines but won't actually mandate vaccines uh, uh, for people because they are uh, concerned about human rights, but they won't come out and say that now because it's too dicey of a political situation. And then there also might be candidates that are against mandating vaccines and say they are, but once they're in office, current president included, isn't doing anything about stopping it. So they'll go ahead and just allow these corporations to do whatever they want to do, and which is to push states like California to effectively pass laws, which almost completely eliminate medical exemptions. Like the, the criteria is so small that a child basically has to be in the hospital with a coma or uh, brain encephalitis, brain swelling due to a vaccine. And even in that case, they can, they can only refuse that one vaccine. They can't refuse other vaccines uh, because apparently they only had a reaction to that one. So they don't have to get that one again, but they, but they need to get the other 15 that are in the, the cycle. So this is a, a, you know, a crisis of personal freedoms and some candidates are willing to accept that to happen and allow it because they receive money from big pharma. Um, mm-hmm. But I still will hold out hope that there may be candidates that uh, will, will not allow a mandate. They, they support vaccines, 
but they will not allow a mandate. So we're not going to get into particulars of which candidates one over another, but I urge everybody to consider this and find out if your candidate is funded by big ag, big pharma, or big oil, or big tech. Find out and really ask yourself, are they actually going to make decisions based on my best interest, my health, my safety, my family, my children's safety? If they're funded by them, the answer is most likely no. And at this point in time, we need we need to make decisions on our political candidates based on their alliances, not to big corporations, but to us. Because if they don't do that, if we don't have that type of candidate, then all of the other issues, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, folks, we don't address, but issues like abortion and, you know, women's rights and uh, homelessness and jobs and uh, race issues, all of those are just really pale in comparison to having a candidate which is being a puppet to big corporations. Because when you have a candidate that's a puppet to big corporations, all of those other issues uh, really take a, like a, a, they end up being on the back burner, folks. I'm sorry, but that's what happens because we no longer have a democracy. We we have somebody in the in the White House that is simply doing whatever the big corporations ask, and in most cases, those big corporations are asking for the right to pollute our neighborhoods, to poison us with food and vaccines and radio frequency, you know, microwave radiation and other types of products, you know, industry that pollutes our water, our soil, our air, our towns and our neighborhoods. And the pollution of the, as a result of the products of these corporations is killing us. So I would say that life, us living, right, is a a little bit more of an urgent situation than even whether or not we have enough jobs or, or even women's rights or, or the ability to, uh, you know, to, to have the discussion about racism, whether or not we live, whether or not we even have health, right. Or a safe place to live. If we don't have a safe place to live, we, if there, there are people now who are so EMF sensitive because of, you know, 12 or 20 smart meters put right below their apartment complex and them sleeping right above them all day, that they've been homeless for a year or years on end because they can't find an apartment without Wi-Fi. There are people who have lost their babies within hours of being injected with vaccines, the, the, the toxic chemicals in, from vaccines. There are people who have died from the exposure to GMOs and pesticides in their food. And the, the opposing side will argue with me, but there are people who have, children have eaten, you know, starlink corn and within hours have uh, had severe allergic reactions. Uh, there are people who have died from exposure to these pesticides and chemicals, which are used by GMOs. And 
farmers that have been shot and died over dicamba, right? The huge lawsuit was just one regarding that. So there have been deaths connected to what's going on with our food supply, what's going on with vaccines, what's going on with um, 5G. There's severe damage being connected to that. Lawsuits all over the place. Just talked to a lawyer who's working with uh, other lawyers. And for four days, they discussed the cases of, of 29 people with brain cancer uh, due to cell phone use is what they're arguing. Brain cancer kills people, last time I checked. So crisis of health we're facing, folks. But it's not just a crisis of health. It is a crisis of trust in our regulatory agencies and our government to protect us from the poison that these corporations are pushing on our society. And what we need to do about this right now, right now, is to get connected with our neighbors and to organize and I'm not, I, I'm not just saying like, okay, go post on social media and tell all your friends about this. Just telling your friends about this is not going to have the laws change. It's not going to stop 4 or 5G coming in and having a pole put 10 or 25 feet outside of your house or your neighbor's house. Right now, today, I need you to look on social media, which is a place to organize and find out if there is a page that has your city name in it and the words either stop 5G or citizens for safe technology or citizens for safe 5G technology, which is uh, pretty ridiculous, but um, could catch people's attention. You want to find out if there is a group right now that is, uh, you know, working hard to stop 5G, it's it's actually 4 slash 5G, right? Dense deployment in your town. You need to get connected and organized. I guarantee you there's a city, I mean, there's a, a Facebook page where you can connect for a health freedom. Health freedom folks have gotten organized very, very quickly. So you can find a page for your state for sure, because um, this is really, the health freedom is a state issue. So you need to get connected statewide. and But the 5G issue is a local issue. And this is why we've urged people to start pages that say either stop 5G city name, right? Like stop 5G Mission Viejo or citizens for safe 5G, you know, uh, you know Mission Viejo citizens for safe, um, sorry, Mission Viejo citizens for safe technology. Uh, Laguna Niguel did that. Or uh, a group, if you want to go the mom angle, because the majority of the people who are showing up at these city council meetings and, and city commissioner meetings are moms, and you wanted to keep it more open, would be an Unstoppable Moms of Mission Viejo or Unstoppable Moms of Chicago page, you know, think like that, of the, your city name. And if you want to do that, we, we urge you to send us at info at momsacrossamerica.org the name of your Facebook page. So that at some point down the road in a few months, we can assess how many people are in each group. We would need we would need the admins to tell us how many people are in each group so that we can then say, you know, when we go up to a podium, I'm a member of Moms Across America and we have, you know, 400,000 or 500,000 or whichever people across the nation addressing their city commissioners, just like I am right now on this very issue. We need them to know that we have large numbers that oppose the infiltration of dense 
deployment of 4-5G in our towns right now, and then our four fiber optics, or four underground, right, solution, which is uh, solutions which are faster, safer, more secure, more reliable during uh, weather situations. So we want them to know that we have large numbers for all, for all of these situations, for 5G, for health freedom, for GMOs and toxins, and that we expect them to do their jobs. And that's how we restore trust. We not only hold our elected officials accountable, we elect officials, which will be ac- accountable. That's the first step. We elect officials, which will be accountable. I shouldn't say first step. That's one of the steps because you need to take, we all need to take steps way before some, a new, either a new person or the same person is in office, right? Election day in November, we need to be taking actions right now today. And so the first step actually is to connect. Um, But in the meantime, we hold our elected officials, our regulatory agencies, our city council members, our, our planning commissioners, we hold them accountable. We speak up. We let them know we are expecting you to do your job, which is to protect the health and well-being of your community, you know, locally right now, hold them accountable. So if you have not sent your city council an email yet or your city planning commissioner, you just go on, you just Google your town hall and on it, put in the search bar planning division or planning commissioners, and there will be an email and you can email them. Can you please tell me what are the addresses, right? The locations, the addresses of any current or future planned, um, uh, yeah, future planned small cell wireless telecommunication facilities, question mark. That's it for today. This has been Unstoppable with Zen Honeycutt. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 